Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. So we'll have another day of practicing equanimity. Don't let this be the only day that you practice equanimity. (laughs) It's always good. I'll just say a few words first before we do the practice. I'm not sure what Temple said yesterday, so um, forgive the redundancy if there are some things that were mentioned. Um, first, it's uh, it's an interesting to, thing to note that equanimity is always the last in whatever the lists are that it appears, whether it's the four Brahma Viharas, or the seven factors of enlightenment, or the ten paramitas, uh, or the four jhanas, or up to the stages of insight just before um, nibbana. <clears throat> and it's always the last, in, in a way, it's a kind of culmination of practice that it's actually the precursor to enlightenment. Um, And we're cultivating it in every moment of mindfulness that we are learning to not grasp or have aversion, but to open up to our experience in in a balanced way. It's, one can think of the whole practice the whole dharma is a a question of balance, the middle path. Mm -hmm. And equanimity in relationship to the Brahma-viharas holds the other three. That it's easy to get, um, or it's possible to get overly um, tipping in any one of the first three uh, if it's not, they're not held with, with equanimity. Um, <clears throat> if there's so much joy but not enough equanimity, it becomes exuberance and exhilaration and you get spun out. Um, if there's um, lots of Metta, but um, there it can easily get into um, a- attachment or can get into attachment. When it's held with equanimity, there's a kind of deepening that, uh, that one can just dive in fully to that place of connection and love. And with compassion, 
all of that caring, if it's not balanced with equanimity, um, can can lead to a feeling of um, being overwhelmed by the suffering. So um, equanimity is what allows us to go more deeply into the first three and still have that balance that uh, can be here for whatever the circumstances are. The near enemy of equanimity is um, indifference or apathy, which looks like there's an unruffled quality to it, but equanimity is engaged. You're here connected with experience. Um, there's just a balance behind it all. When I think of the uh, awakening factors, the, the three that are, um, that have to do with the, the stilling qualities of calm, concentration, and equanimity. Uh, for me, calm is like a, a settled stillness. Um, concentration is a kind of focused stillness. And equanimity is a spaciousness, a spacious stillness that's just allowing for everything to be here. <clears throat> so spaciousness is really a, a key um, connecting uh, attitude with equanimity. All the space for things to just come and go on their own. <clears throat> The, the classical um, phrase for phrases for equanimity are uh, a bit wordy, um, and so I know that Temple gave some alternatives, and I'll just mention the, the classical one too, and mention a little bit about it. The classical words are something like. Um, I am the owner or I am the heir of my karma, my happiness and unhappiness depends upon my actions, or you could say my habits, my choices, not solely on my wishes for them. And the same with you are the owner of your karma, your happiness and unhappiness, etc., etc. Now, karma is a very complex thing. I think it's been mentioned here. One of the four imponderables, where if you think too much about it, uh, the Buddha said, you can go crazy. So um, I won't give a detailed, in-depth discussion of it, but just to know, first of all, that not everything is attributable to karma. So you might be wondering, well, gosh, how did that happen? Or what did I do? Or what did they do to deserve something that is not either their fault or there's a systemic kind of uh, um, um, factors? It can seem very unfair. And so you can't 
think term in terms, first of all, that, oh, it's just karma. There are other factors at work. However, one thing to keep in mind around karma is rather than ex- trying to explain why something is the way it is, in every moment, as we've explored a bit, in every moment we have a choice how to respond to conditions or the situations. And our response is what keeps on that unfolding of karma, whether it's wonderful conditions that you get attached to or difficult conditions that, um, uh, that you can open up to with wisdom. Um, the conditions are less significant than our response to it. Mm. So don't use karma to look back and try to explain just seeing that in every moment we have a choice how to respond. And how we respond is conditioning that unfolding. And in particular with respect to compassion, this is the one I think that it's so important to keep in mind how it can be held with equanimity because there's so much suffering in the world. When we can somehow find a balance in our response that's not coming out of hatred or um, anger or attachment, deep attachment, as much as we care, uh, there's much greater, much more effective response. And the image that I think is the, the most um, powerful archetype is Kuan Yin. And there's a statue in the, in the back of Kuan Yin in her relaxed repose, her relaxed posture where she sees all the cries and hears all the cries of the world and responds to them, but there is a centeredness and a balance in her response. And the more we can care and do what needs to be done with that balance, the more effective our actions are. So with that in mind, I'll use a few of the phrases And really the key is whatever allows you to come into balance. Mm, I think Temple was saying something like, things are as they are. And that's just seeing, this is how it is. Or maybe he said, this is how it is. Or Ajahn Sumedho saying, oh, it's like this. To just name, this is the way it is. And then you can respond wisely with care and centeredness, but you first have to just come to some kind of terms, this is how it is, instead of why, why is this? And of course there's value in understanding reasons, but not when it spins us out in frustration.
So things are as they are, it's like this. Um, I honor your journey. That's one that I use with the, it's been my kind of shortening of the, the classical, um, you are owner of your karma. I honor your journey. And that means that I can care about you, wish you well, but you have your own life to live. And, um, and both allowing another to have their journey and lessons and finding a balance in response to it. And this is particularly helpful for parents, especially when you have a teenager or, uh, or probably at any time. Uh, in the earlier parts of a child's life, you're there to make sure that they, they're not hurt and they learn as well, but at some point you have to let go and just honor their journey and be there for them um, as cheerleaders, advisors, but not managers. <clears throat> so you can also call on equanimity just for yourself. May I have balance in this situation? May I have centeredness? May I connect with my center? Any one of those you can use, and also the, the more traditional phrases. So I'll, we'll do it with a few of the categories and um, use different ones. And you use whichever ones resonate for you. So finding a posture you can be reasonably still and centered and grounded You might connect with your heart, breathing in and out of the heart center, and f inviting life to support you as you do this practice. And we can do it, I think yesterday um, you did the self and uh, maybe benefactor or some easy, uh, easier friend, a loved one, and we can open up to include others. Oh, and I think, I think Temple did start as usual with the neutral person where you don't have that much charge. That's often traditionally how you do it. Um, but first let's start with ourselves. Just as we tune into all the ups and downs that we can go through in a day or a week or a month or two months or a lifetime, all part of our curriculum as I like to think of it. Everything that you've gone through has led you to this moment. 
and the challenges, the difficult stuff, have been just as important as the blessings. And to just see that in that context, all been part of your journey. As long as you're facing in the right direction and keep on wanting to grow and wake up, nothing is wasted. And just knowing that how I respond in this moment is the most important factor in the unfolding of this journey. So, first towards ourselves. I am the owner of my karma. My happiness and unhappiness depends on my actions or my responses, my choices, you can use any one of them, not on my wishes. And just let yourself take in the truth of that. How wonderful that we have choice. I am the owner of my karma. My happiness and unhappiness depends upon my actions or habits or choices, not upon my wishes for myself. and just honoring your journey. I honor my life's journey. All part of my unfolding. May I have balance through all the ups and downs. May I accept things just as they are.
I'll just be quiet for a few moments and you can pick whichever of those, or maybe your own words, resonate with you. And just wish yourself balance and centeredness and the capacity to meet the moment with spaciousness and balance and equanimity. And whether or not you use phrases or even just get a sense of a centeredness and a spaciousness that allows, it can be a felt sense as well as words or phrases. Just invite that stance in relationship to experience. May I have equanimity, whatever sense gives you that feeling. May I accept things just as they are. Doesn't mean you don't have input and response, but you first open with acceptance and see this is how it is. And now we can bring in, again, someone that we care about. A very important aspect of equanimity. Letting go of our agendas, expectations. Just bring someone to mind who fits into that category. and allowing them to have their own their own life their own journey letting go of the agendas you are the owner of your karma your happiness and unhappiness 
depends on your actions, habits, choices, not solely on my wishes for you. Or I honor your life journey. care just as much, even more, but there's a centeredness to it. And in some ways a respect. May you have balance as you go through your life. May I have balance as you go through your life. get a sense of that capacity to care and let go of agendas. As T.S. Eliot says, teach me to care and not to care. That's compassion held by equanimity, but it's not not caring, it's just allowing. Just imagine how powerful an effect on your relationships with your loved ones, the more you can cultivate this quality.
And now let's move on. We'll move on to the difficult category. The, The neutral one is implied. Just with the difficult, you might pick someone who you feel it would be beneficial to work with. That's within your, you sense your capacity. Perhaps that there's frustration or anger or sometimes ill will whether it's somebody you know or somebody who you know about, who you have reactions to. And whoever it is that comes to mind, you might imagine them on their own journey with all the causes and conditions that have made them who they are. Genetics, experiences, traumas, habits. And with that understanding, like Kuan Yin, understanding see if you can hold them with that same wise sense of balance wishing them well and practicing equanimity. You are the owner of your karma. Your happiness and unhappiness depends upon your actions and habits, choices, not on my wishes for you. Allowing them to have their own journey, doing whatever you need to do in response to either taking care of yourself or wise action that prevents suffering, but without hatred, with a a wise heart that just sees the causes and conditions that make them who they are.
May I have balance in relation to you. I'll be quiet for a few more moments and just see if you can allow and understand their own karmic unfolding. From the wise perspective, a wise spaciousness, a wise heart. Hatred never ceases by hatred. Hatred only ceases by love. This is an ancient and eternal law. You are the owner of your karma. Your happiness and unhappiness depends on your actions and habits and choices, not on my wishes for you. And then finally, opening up to include all beings. Everyone in this room with their own story and history and journey. All beings on this ground, human, non-human, all just going through their own life experience and just continuing to spread out, out and out throughout this area and the state and the country, including all beings, continuing out 
throughout this planet, including the planet while doing whatever we can to support the health of the planet. All we can do is what we can do and find a balance within it. And then beyond to all beings in all directions, all beings just living their life and just practicing allowing it all to unfold letting go of the control that you never had and just wishing everyone well and being balanced in that wish. All beings are the owner of their karma, their happiness and unhappiness depends upon their actions and habits and choices not on my wishes for them. May I have balance and centeredness towards all beings, allowing them to live their life. Just notice the, the ease that comes with letting go of expectations and agendas for just a few moments. Things are as they are. Then come back to yourself as we end the period. Become grounded, connected to the earth. A 
appreciating your intention to cultivate this. May I have balance and centeredness as I go through my life. So, um, oh, it's the, the tape. Uh, who's ever recording? Maybe I don't know. <clears throat> Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.